Okay, nope. Yeah. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Brother Jesse is back. You'll see him in a minute. He's just connecting. Uh, this is going to be an interesting show today. We're two evangelical Catholics with PhDs in common sense, and common sense is not that common. Amen. Brother Jess, you've picked an article, and I would say, wow, it's an ma- article from Crisis Magazine. I want to get encourage everybody to subscribe to Crisis Magazine. It's really solid. The question, the article is, should Catholic bishops formally condemn the Democratic Party? Oh, boy, mm. that's a great question. And Michael Hitchborn does a magnificent job laying out the groundwork on that very topic. So we'll be getting to that and much, much more. But, Jesse, I wanted to mention the need-to-know file. This is something that I hope we can pray. Like we mentioned yesterday, when we hear about bad things in the church, we can either get mad or we can pray and make reparation for them to be converted to the Catholic faith, whether it's a high official in the Vatican, whoever. They need our prayers. Here's one that I think we need to pray for. Vatican considering the Mayan right of the Mass after Mexican mm. bishops overwhelmingly approve it. Now, Jess, you know the story behind this. It contains various <laughs> pagan elements and new liturgical offices, including a principal and incensor who take the roles of the priest. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. So that's wow. one. Another good-to-know file. This is I don't get it. In, Fran- in France... Uh, one-fourth of all the Masses uh, are being said by traditional Catholic priests, the Trinitine Mass. And the uh, French bishop at the uh, shrine of St. John Vianney, he's the patron of all priests, they ban the Latin Mass. And I just want to, I mean, we're talking about the, the people in France, only 2 or 3% of the entire population get to Mass on Sunday, and the church there through the bishop is banning a mass that people want to go to, it seems like there's another good example of praying for the shepherd that he'll see the light of the gospel. So these are things we should pray for. And the last thing I'm going to say, Jesse, is need to know file. The Vatican prosecutor argues for Cardinal Buncini to receive seven years in prison for the financial corruptions. But you see... What's interesting about this, he's, he's already been issued 73 years and one month in time by, by the uh, court. And so it seems to me that we need to pray for the folks in the Vatican to get their head screwed on straight because it makes no sense. Here's a man with almost a half a billion dollars he lost for the Vatican and he was in corruption and we want to give him a short time in prison. Uh, is this microphone on? It doesn't make any sense. I'll turn it over to you for your need-to-know file, Jeff. A couple things I want to mention, Terry, uh, is uh, number one yep. is, uh, this is good news, Elon Musk. Good, I need it. He slammed environmental, social, and corporate governance. Mm-hmm. They're called the ESG. Mm-hmm. He called them a form of communism. During an interview uh-huh. late last week, yep. he says, Quote, we don't basically do so we don't we don't basically do some sort of like bizarre, like communism rebranded thing, which is a lot like what ESG is <laughs> and to be inflicted upon corporate America without the knowledge of the actual shareholders, which is what's going on, Elon Musk said. So good for him, Terry, standing up for the little guy. I like also, 
study. Young young boys are trending conservative. That's right. That's I good see. news. Yep. What is in America's political future? One way to find out is to look at American youth and their political ideas. And according to a 20, 2022 survey, 12th grade boys are beginning to lean more conservative. Oh, yeah. While girls are becoming more liber- liberal. Also, uh, since, since when did pregnancy become dangerous? <laughs> well, since the fall of Roe versus Wade, yeah. pro-abortion activists have preyed on the heartstrings of, Amer- of Americans claiming pregnancies are actually more dangerous than abortions. Mm. Is this true? Are the risks of pregnancy really greater than the risks of abortion? Well, there's a good article put out by Catholic F- Vote. They dug deep into, oh, yeah. into this topic and the statistics. And the fact is, no, pregnancy is a lot more safer than abortion. Also, the saint of the day. Oh, St. Alphonsus, yeah. Pray for us. St. Alphonsus Liguori, doctor of the church, widely known for his contribution to moral theology and his great kindness. I think, uh, you know, a lot of our pro-LGBT priests and bishops should reread St. Alphonsus. Jesse, can Uh, I jump in for that? Because he wrote a book, The Dignity and Duties of the Priesthood. I remember sending those to all of my parish priests. Wow. That book, he said this, all right? He said, God sees scandalous priests as a bear sees threats to her cubs. The bad example of priests says the doctor of the church robs Jesus Christ of souls redeemed by his blood. So that's why we pray for our leaders in our church, because just many of the priests and bishops and the high officials in the Vatican have dropped the ball, and they're not giving us the teachings of Christ. They're giving us the teachings of the world. And St. Alphonsus Liguria, doctor of the church, says that they are leading a souls away from the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's tragic, and that's why we pray for them. Terry, that quote is so powerful. you got to quote it for the audience one more time. All right, please. brother. St. Yeah. Alphonsus says, Bad examples of priests, says the doctor of the church, robs Jesus Christ of souls redeemed by his blood. That's why we get so bent about this, Jesse. That's why we bring it up, because if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. So when we see a priest, bishop, high official in the Vatican not holding to the deposit of faith— we're going to pray for his conversion, and we're going to call him out. Yeah, and call him out both. It's it's not either or, it's, no, it's both. both. And yep. Yeah, St. Alphonsus Liguori, pray, pray for, us. for us. Let's get that soul food, yeah. brother. If you got yeah, it. one more thing I just oh, want to ahead. mention is, is just a last thing is kind yeah. of important is that Absolutely. the United Nations Secretary General, Antonio Gutierrez, announced on Thursday that the era of global warming has ended and the era of global boiling has arrived. <laughs> Gutierrez claimed that July 2023 will set records for being the hottest month on record. Of course, his statements were meant to scare the West to invest in more Chinese windmills and solar panels and to destroy the energy sector in the U.S. Guess what? It's all based on lies. The, the five hottest July 25ths in the U.S. were 1934, 1901, 1940, 1936, and 1950s. Don't confuse me with the facts. Yeah, in fact, U.S. summers are much cooler now than they were prior to 1960. Wow. You could get this information at hashtag climate scam, yeah. hashtag climate scam. Soul food. Let's get some soul food from the Gospel of Matthew. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening, Terry, and a lot of what it says here. Oh, yeah. It's, it's speaking about our, know, our, 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 our clergy, time. Yeah. our prelates. Our prelates. 
Matthew 13, Jesus dismissed the crowds and went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, explain to us the parables of the weeds in the fields. He said in reply, he who sows good seed, good seeds, the word of God, is the son of man. That's Jesus. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. Who are the children? The kingdom of God is the Catholic church here on earth in utero. The weeds are the children of the evil one. Yep. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. That's the end of the world. And the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds, those are the bad people, yep. are collected and burned up with the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send His angels and they will collect out of His kingdom, that's the Catholic Church, all who cause others to sin and all and all evil doers. By the way, it reminds me of Father James Martin, Bishop go. Stowe, Bishop's, yeah. uh, Bishop... Uh, uh, the, you know, soupich. Yeah. The, these are people, yeah, people who are causing others to sin by their teachings. It says here, they will throw them out into the furnace, a fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears ought to hear the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, you talk about a gospel for us today, Jesse. Wow. Especially the one sentence that jumps out at me is this. The Son of Man, that's Jesus, our Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. will send His angels, and they will collect out of His kingdom, that's the church on Judgment Day, Yep. all who cause others to sin, and all evildoers. We have 14 pro-LGBT bishops that are causing other peoples to sin. That's right. And we have many pro-LGBT priests, like Father James Martin, who leads the pack, who are causing other people to sin by misrepresenting the perennial teachings of the Catholic Church and by minimizing the consequences of sexual disorders, of sexual sin. They're making people think that everything's hunky-dory, everything's okay, and it's not. Because there will be a day of judgment where all of us will fl- will face the tribunal of Christ. And if you die in unrepentant mortal sin because you had a m- malformed conscience, you will suffer, as, as it says, uh, you, will, you will suffer that fiery furnace that Christ spoke about in today's gospel. Let me just add one other quote from St. John Christosom. He says, how scandalous would it be to praise persons for sinful conduct. He says, it is worse. He adds, quoting St. Chrysostom, saying, to praise those who do wrong than to do wrong themselves. So they participate in that sin. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room real quick. Full steam ahead. I think it's appropriate that we quote another saint, St. Jacinta Marto uh, for Bishop Sheen. She said, I wish people could see hell because in July of 1917, the kids saw hell. She said, I wish they could see it like I did because they would, they, then they would be terrified to go there. Right now, people don't even think there is a hell. And that's why we need to teach them a deposit of faith that says, yes, hell is real and death and judgment are real and life is short and and eternal life is forever and we need to prepare for that. We come back. Amen. Wow, Crisis Magazine's article, Should Catholic Bishops Formally Condemn the Democratic Party? Of course. Are they going to do it? Well, find out why. Follow the money. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Jess Romero, this article, 
is a bomb ready to explode because I think it's going to make a lot of our um, hierarchy uncomfortable even to bring this up. But let's talk about it. Michael Hitchborn, a good friend of the show, wrote an article called, Should Catholic Bishops Formally Condemn the Democrat Party? Yeah. Since January of this year, there's been renewed interest in the denial of Holy Communion for those who promote or support the murderous act of abortion. After Joseph Biden took the oath of office on January 20th, among his first acts as a new occupant of the White House was a reversal of the pro-life measures that had had been put into place by President Donald Trump. Since that time, renewed debate has heated up among the bishops as to whether or not Biden and other such self-professing Catholics should be denied Holy Communion in accord with Canon 915 of the Code of Canon Law, which states, those who have been excommunicated or interdicted after the imposition or declaration of the penalty and others obstinately persevering in manifest grave sin are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. Pretty clear. Pretty clear. Most recently, Biden declared that he does not believe the church is teaching that life begins at the very moment of conception, meaning the very moment egg and sperm are united. (laughs) This is a teaching based not on on revelation, but on science. (laughs) But the current debate on the longstanding issue of denying Holy Communion to Catholic politicians who vote to enshrine abortion as a right in this country may be ancillary to a larger issue, the subordination of religion to the state. Over the course of the past century, the Catholic Church has clarified matters on certain political principles such as rerum novarum, on capital and labor, on centesimus annus, on the Catholic principles of the free market. Furthermore, at least two political movements were fully condemned and Catholics were forbidden from supporting or joining their ranks. In 1931 and 1936, respectively, Catholics in Germany and the Netherlands were forbidden from joining the Nazi party. In 1949, Catholics throughout the world were forbidden from joining the Communist Party. Each of these condemnations came with a formal declaration that such individuals were cut off from reception of the sacraments. Listen to this one brave, courageous bishop. On the 30th of September, 1930, Bishop Ludwig Maria Hugo, the Bishop of Mainz, Germany, issued a set of three directives regarding the Nazi party. Here they are. Number one, it is forbidden for every Catholic to be part of Hitler's party. Number two, members of Hitler's party are not allowed to take part as a party in funerals or or other similar functions. Number three, as long as a Catholic is enrolled in Hitler's party, he cannot be admitted to the sacraments. Pretty clear. Oh, yeah. When asked for confirmation of this directive by a newspaper called De Hisen, Bishop Hugo wrote a four-page letter to the newspaper and cited three elements of the Nazi party platform that alone made it impossible for a Catholic to be a member of that party. Number one, paragraph 24 of the program says in the first part, the Nazis say, we advocate the freedom within the state of all religions, confessions, as long as they do not endanger its safety. The second paragraph of the Nazi platform 
Paragraph 24 says in the second part, we ask for the freedom in the state of all religious confessions since they do not, however, run counter to the morality and moral sense of the Germanic people. Section 24 says in the third part, the party as such stands for a positive Christianity without, however, binding itself to any particular religious confession. So Terry, they just they just kind of like put, played lip service to Christianity. And, and Jesse, what I like yeah. about this is yeah. the, 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 uh, these, these were bishops who really understood the responsibility of their role as a shepherd. You know, the world, it says in the circle, the world is now fully aware of the lying, the thriving, and the murderous programs of the Nazi party. Yeah, but they, in, spoke out, yeah they spoke out of both sides of their mouth. That's exactly. But yeah. in 1930, those actions were not yet manifest. What makes the bishops' condemnation of the Nazi party for these three positions, making all religions equal and approving of them insofar as they do not conflict with policies of German state, so interesting is that they would be completely ignored by bishops today. Jesse, mm. he nailed it. No bishop, I'm very few bishops would have a problem with that. Today. That's right. That's sad. Continue, Jess. Indeed, these positions don't even come close to being as overtly wicked yeah. as positions held by some modern political That's parties true. today. At the end of his letter condemning these positions, the bishop concluded with these words, quote, It is true that Hitler in his book Mein Kampf wrote some respectful words for the Christian religion and for Catholic institutions, but this does not take away the conviction that the political culture of National Socialism is, an, is in antithesis with Catholic Christianity. The bishop from Mainz, Germany, says, The above quotations, referring to paragraph 24 from the Nazi Party platform, contain the answer to the question, Can a Catholic be a registered member of the Hitler's party? Can a Catholic parish priest allow members of this party to participate in religious funerals or other functions? And can a Catholic who professes the principles of this party be admitted to Holy Communion? We have to answer negatively to all three. In short, the Nazi party was forcefully condemned and Catholics were forbidden from being members because of the party platform that made religion subordinate to the state. See, and that's the error because the state is supposed to be subordinate to objective truth, which is revealed through the Catholic Church. And if I and, could just, Jesse, yeah. I interrupt you, because this is similar to us today. Yeah. We as Catholics say, oh, well, wait a minute, the state says this. We, we have to follow what the state says. I've been with people and... Negative. Yeah, no, that's... But you see, the reason yeah. they've come to that conclusion, Jesse... It's the low information, Catholic. It is, but it's because yeah. our leadership hasn't articulated the, what we call, the positive faith, what the church teaches. God's laws are always higher than man's. Continue, please. Because a lot of our leadership doesn't believe in the deposit of faith. Exactly, they and, don't. And, and they say behind closed doors, Terry. Oh, yeah. Th they'll scream, there is no deposit of faith. Yeah. You hear me? There is no deposit oh, of God. faith. Yep. Of course, you know, uh, uh, yeah, these are the wolves in sheep's clothing. The article says, in short, the Nazi party was forcefully condemned and Catholics were forbidden from being members because of the party platform that made religion subordinate to the state. Right. In 1936, Cardinal Johannes de Jong the Archbishop of Utrecht in the Netherlands, condemned the Nazi party and also forbade supporters from Holy Communion, according to a report by the AP from May 24th, 1936, which said the following, quote, We remain convinced that the church in our country will be grievously damaged and the fulfilling task of bringing grace will be rendered impossible when the Nazi movement gets the upper hand. Therefore, we, the shepherds of your souls, 
in full knowledge of our responsibility, declare that those who materially support this movement will be banned from the sacraments. Boy, oh, boy, how, yeah, Jesse, how, how I long for that type of moral was, clarity amongst our bishops. I was just going to say that a bishop should take that quote and apply it to the Democratic Party because of especially the platform that states unborn babies have no rights. So I, this is an example of what a true leader in the church should say, and I pray for that day to happen. Continue, please. We have a few of them, not enough, but a few. Yeah. On July 16th, 1949, the tablet in New York published the text of the decree condemning communism. Here is the text in full. The Supreme Sacred Congregation of the Holy Office has been asked, number one, whether it is lawful to enlist or show favor to the Communist Party. And by the way, the, the magisterium at that point said negative, oh. no. Number two, whether it is lawful to punish, I mean publish, read or disseminate books, newspapers, periodicals, or leaflets in support of the communist doctrine and practice a right in them any articles. The answer from the Holy Office was negative, negative. Number three, whether Catholics who knowingly and freely place actions as specified in number one and two above may be admitted to the sacrament. The Holy Office said negative, negative. Number four, these are the, the questions that were asked of the Holy Office, and the Holy Office responded. Whether Catholics who profess, and particularly those who defend and spread the materialistic and anti-Christian doctrine of the communist, ipso facto, are as apostates from the Catholic Church, do they incur excommunication reserved specifically to the Holy See? And the answer was by the Holy See, affirmative, yes, ipso facto, you're excommunicated. So, the most eminent and reverend fathers charged with the defense of matters pertaining to faith and morals, after having previously heard the opinion of the consultors at a plenary session held on Tuesday, the 20th day of June, 1949, decreed that the above-mentioned questions, uh, again, I, I gave you the answers, um, and, and on the following Thursday, the 30th of the same month, each and year, His Holiness Pope Pius XII, when informed of the decision in the usual audience, granted His Excellency, the most reverend assessor approved in order to be published the above answers in the official magisterium of the church called the Acta Apostolica Sedis. Well, guess what? Today, one has to wonder if the Democrat Party could and should be condemned for its own party platform and Catholics forbidden from being members under penalty of being denied the sacraments. Yeah. What positions does the Democrat Party hold that would disqualify it for condemnation? Terry, you want to... Jesse, this is very, very important. And I'm, when, I, when we tell you this, I, I feel bad to have to tell you this because it's, it's unfortunate that so many uh, Catholics voted for the Democratic Party in this last major election and objectively, I have to say, that's mortal sin. And when you hear why I say this, I'd be happy to have you challenge me on that because I'm concerned about the salvation of souls. It appears, from my, when I, we're going to talk about this, it appears to me that many of our shepherds don't want to give that leadership because 50% of their budget comes from Democratic lawmakers. There you go, bingo. And, and follow the money. So when we come back from the break, Jesse, I want to really hit this, but I also want to mention a couple things. That are, we're going to have a day with Fulton Sheen on October 14th here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. Mark your calendars. We're going to be talking about how we can help get Bishop Sheen beatified and get the word out by uh, expressing our support to the Holy See to get him beatified. There's no reason why he's not other than political, and that's not good enough. Also, I want to re- remind everybody 
Later this month, August 28th and 29th and 30th, we're having three days of re- reflections on the Opus Angelorum, the work of the Holy Angels. We have confessions at 5.30 starting Monday, the 28th. Mass, con- uh, we have conferences. It'll be a good exercise for everyone to do. And also, Jesse, our good friend, John, let me make sure I got in, in Ohio. We, there's a big event going John on. Yep. John, John Yep. Yep. And I want to make sure I give a plug. I thought I had it printed out. It's a, it's a, it's a rosary rally to try and protect the unborn. And that's going to take place, I think it's on the 4th or 5th. Yeah, this Sunday, and also mutilation of, of children. Yes. What, what they're, the left in, in Ohio is trying to— there it is. It's a red state. It. They're, they're trying to make it little California. They're, they're yeah. trying to follow Gavin Newsom, and Catholics are out there standing up. Uh, they're expecting, Terry, John Yep told me yesterday, it looks like they're expecting 10,000 Catholics to well, go pray. Well, good. It, it, yeah. And you know who's coming? Are you ready? Oh, Jim yeah. Caviso. <laughs> yes, and a couple other big names. I mean— uh, oh my gosh! So I want everybody General, to know General uh, General uh, Flynn. Mike. Flynn will be there, and also Abby um, Johnson. Abby Johnson. All this is great news because Catholics are standing up for the faith. Wow! Hey, when we come back, I want to cover um, the Democratic Party's platform and why we can't support that as a Catholic, as you couldn't support the uh, Nazis back in World War II. Stay with. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. We've got this fantastic article that really lays it out. Should Catholic bishops formally condemn the Democratic Party? Well, why? Let's get into what positions, Jesse, does the Democrat Party hold that would qualify it for condemnation? Well, there are many condemnable issues in the Democrat Party's uh, 2020 platform, including but not limited to the Marxist approach (laughs) to taxes. Yes. Welfare. Mm -hmm universal health care, and open borders policies. A faithful Catholic needs only to examine three planks of the platform regarding abortion, contraception, and homosexuality to know that this is all absolutely incompatible with the Catholic faith. Right. Beginning on page 32 of the, of the platform of the Democrat Party, it's fully committed itself to the enshrinement of abortion, which is the murder of an innocent child in its mother's womb, as a protected right to be paid for by taxpaying Americans, including those who know abortion is an abomination. Here's what the Democrat Party platform says. Democrats are committed to protecting and advancing reproductive health rights and justice. That means abortion. Of course. We believe unequivocally, like the majority of Americans, that every woman should be able to access high quality reproductive health care services, including safe and legal abortion. <laughs> we will repeal the title, the title 10 domestic gag rule and restore federal funding for Planned Parenthood, which provides vital preventative and reproductive health care for millions of people. Yeah, third world countries kill their babies too. Yep. Democrats oppose and will fight to overturn federal and state laws that create barriers to reproductive health and rights. We will repeal the Hyde Amendment and protect and codify the right to reproductive freedom. Democrats oppose restrictions on medication abortion care that are inconsistent with the most recent medical and scientific evidence and that do not protect public health care. Wow. Hitchburn writes, Catholic teaching on abortion is absolutely clear. The oldest catechism in the church called the Didache states in the second chapter, quote, you shall not murder a child by abortion nor kill that which is begotten. Close quote. 
The Code of Canon Law indicates the excommunication of one who procures an abortion. Paragraph 1398. A person who procures a completed abortion incurs automatic excommunication. And Pope John Paul II wrote in his encyclical, The Gospel of Life, paragraph 62, quote, By the authority which Christ conferred upon Peter and his successors in communing with the bishops who on various occasions have condemned abortion and who in the aforementioned consultation, albeit dispersed throughout the world, have shown unanimous agreement concerning this doctrine. I declare that direct abortion, that is, abortion willed as an end or as a means, always constitutes a grave moral disorder since it is the deliberate killing of an innocent human being. This doctrine is based upon the natural law and upon the written word of God, is transmitted by the church's tradition, capital T, and taught by the ordinary and universal magisterium of the church. No circumstances, no purpose, no law whatsoever can ever make licit an act which is intrinsically illicit since it is contrary to the law of God which is written in every human heart, noble by reason itself, and proclaimed by the church. Wow. And speaking of abortion and the law, Pope John Paul II wrote in paragraph 73 of the Gospel of Life, Abortion and euthanasia are thus crimes which no human law can claim to legitimize. In the case of an intrinsically unjust law, such as a law permitting abortion or euthanasia, it is therefore never licit to obey it or to take part in a propaganda campaign in in favor of such a law or vote for it. Terry, I only got one comment. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm seeing this papacy is undoing the papacy of Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI. No question. This papacy, with the synods of synodality, with the appointments of modernists and homosexuals to the highest offices in the church, by allowing Father James Mart to run rampant from one college to another, have a magazine and a website. And and speak to world youth leaders. Yes. yes. Come on. And and one of his cardinals saying that you don't evangelize, we don't bring people to Jesus, you young people. This pope, this papacy, this Vatican right now is undoing, Terry, the papacy of John Paul II and then Pope Benedict XVI. That's the way my eyeballs see it. Well, it's pretty clear. And that's why we need to pray for Pope Francis, because his appointments are bringing out policy in the church that's contrary to the deposit of faith. That's as simple as I can say it. And so what do we do? We get down on our knees and we pray for him and for all of our leaders, because Amen. let's be honest, Jesse, what the Holy Father, Pope John Paul II, said is this so clear. Abortion, euthanasia, and these uh, crimes, which no human law can claim to legitimize. Okay, Democrat Party cannot legitimize it. In the case of intrinsically unjust laws, such as a law permitting abortion or euthanasia, it is therefore never licit to obey it or to take part in the propaganda campaign favor of a law. And are you ready for this? I didn't say it, I agree with him, or vote for it. So you can't vote for a party that's mm. killing the innocent or the longborn, the, the elderly. And that's the Democratic Party, Jess. It's as clear as a bell for me. It, Terry, if you and me were transported back to 1930s, yeah. uh, we, would, we would hear the message very clearly oh, from yeah. popes and bishops. Oh, yeah. We can't be communists as Catholics. Right. If you and me were transported back to the 1940s, you and me would hear from bishops and popes, we would hear, you can't be a Nazi and a Catholic. Right. My, so my question is, yeah. uh, the, the Democrat Party holds positions as wicked or even more wicked than these two parties, the communists and the Nazis. They do. So why is it that we're not hearing clearly what Father James Altman and many others have said, you can't be Catholic and be a Democrat? How, how is that against Catholic teaching if the church used to say that 
not even that long ago, a little bit before our lifetime in the 1930s and 40s, the church would say, you can't be a communist. You can't be a Nazi. What's the difference between them and the Democrat Party of today? Not much, Terry. No, no. And this is why clearly it is absolutely forbidden for Catholics to participate in the promotion, the legalization, the procurement, or the practice of abortion in any way, shape, or form. And yet the Democrat Party has established enshrinement of abortion as legally protected right as one of the party's immutable agendas. Look at President Biden, a baptized Catholic. It's like anything he can do to help kill innocent life of the babies, he's doing it. So at the same time, on the same page, the platform, the Democratic platform, it boasts pridefully of the intention to force everyone to be involved in a health insurance plan and then force insurance companies to cover the cost of contraception. All of this goes against our Catholic faith. And so that's why we'll say it again. You can't be Catholic and you vote for the Democrat Party. Now, a lot of the Catholics out there are going to get upset when we say this. I say it with love and devotion because if you know fully that the Democrat Party are doing what we just said and you vote with full consent of your will, objectively, okay, I can't, I'm, God's going to judge you, but objectively, you're committing a mortal sin, and the Catholic Church teaches unrepented mortal sin sends you to hell. I didn't say it. That's the Church's teaching. Yeah, actually, the Bible says that the wages of sin are death. Amen. And, and, and it's talking about uh, a, a mortal sin, John the Apostle says in 1 John yep. chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, the article says that... Uh, we are obliged. Be, yeah. Once more uh, to declare... Go ahead, Terry. You, okay. you take it. Go this ahead. is yeah. good stuff from the church, from Paul, Pope Paul VI. Remember, we just celebrated 58 years ago last week. Yeah. The Pope says, Pope Paul VI, we are obliged once more to declare that the direct interruption of the genitive process already begun, and above all, all direct abortion, even therapeutic reasons, are to be absolutely excluded as lawful means of regulating the number of children. Equally, to be condemned, as the magisterium of the church has affirmed on many occasions, is direct sterilization, whether of a man or a woman, whether permanent or temporary. Similar exclu- excluded is also actions which either there f- before or at the moment or after sexual intercourse is specifically to prevent procreation, whether as an end or a means. And you know, Jess, what, what the Holy Father is saying so clearly and yet, despite the condemnation of contraception either as a means or an end, let's be honest, Jess, the Democrat Party has established not only the intention to make contraception available, but here's the part that I really get upset about. Oh, yeah. It's because they want to force insurance companies to pay for it, and we don't want that. Yep, Obamacare. Yep, you got it. Which, which, is, vast, which is actually Biden care as well. Yep. Uh, and and Pope Paul VI, I yep. tell you, uh, from from the vantage point of history, he looks yeah. like a prophet. He does because what he said in Humanae Vitae, yeah. everything, all the sexual uh, I call, uh, yeah, we curses yep. ha- have basically plagued America or the West at this point. It you know everything has happened just like he said Prophetic. it would. Yeah, uh, you know fornication laws out the window, Women. So- sodomy laws out the window, yep. uh, abortion uh, acceptable in society. Yep. Uh, all homo now people are you know the misuse of the human body uh 
And so Pope Paul VI, from the vantage point of history, Terry, his statements were prophetic. Absolutely. Here's what it says. Yeah. But abortion is not the only sin crying to heaven for vengeance that the Democrats are working feverishly to protect and promote through law and policy. In addition to seeking legal protection for all manner of sodomy, the Democrat Party platform also states the intention to scandalize children by putting them into the hands of perverts. For, oh. perverts. Yep. for instance, on page 34, the Democrat Party makes clear its intention to force the medical community <clears throat> to perform sex change operations, saying the following. Democrats will re- reverse this rulemaking and restore non-discrimination protections for LGBT plus people and people living with HIV, AIDS and health insurance including coverage of all medically necessary care for gender transition. We will also take the action to guarantee that LGBTQ plus people and those living with HIV AIDS have full access to needed health care and resources, including by requiring the federal health plans to provide coverage for HIV AIDS testing and treatment and HIV prevention medications like PREP and PEP gender confirmation surgery and hormone therapy. So Terry, yeah, the Democrat party, they're all in for the homosexual. Of course they are. And and, and abusing our children too, sexually. Uh, You know, Jesse on page 40, there's a a cash cow too. There's a, there's a lot of money to be made much money. You follow the money. I kept saying that with the, with the policy. When we come back from the break, Jesse, I'd like to talk on page 42, the Democrat platform boasts. And this is something very important that we need to get. Yes. Again, folks, we're not here to uh, beat up on politics. We're here to get you to heaven. And we don't want to participate in a political party that gives you mortal sin. You want to avoid mortal sin. And that means don't vote for the Democrat Party because what they're doing is committing serious sin by stopping the killing, by hoping the killing of babies. Stay with us. Yep, you got it. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back, Jess. Last segment talking about should Catholic bishops formally condemn the Democratic Party. I wanted to give a 48-second clip that I think will give you a tool, our listeners, to protect the unborn by supporting a group that actually supporting uh, through selling of diapers. Buy your diapers from this pro-life organization. And the reason is because they're totally pro-life. But you wouldn't know about it unless I showed you this clip. Let's play it. While so many companies are promoting what is wrong, we choose to celebrate what is right. Life. Every miracle from God boy and girl, black, tan, and white, planned and unplanned, gifted and special. Every one of them is celebrated here. Every life. We're changing diapers, changes lives. So I wanted you to see that because this is an alternative to some of the country co- companies that are supporting the killing of unborn babies. Let's go there. Jess, let's finish up our segment. I just want to give the folks again that little plug because that Absolutely. was inspiring for me. Go ahead and pick it up, Terry. Go ahead and pick it up. All right. We, we, well, here it is. Uh, we're on regardless homosexuality. Scripture is replete with condemnation of it. Sodom and Gomorrah 
and the three other cities were annihilated because of this vice. And St. Paul, in the first chapter of his letter to the Romans, said of those engaging in homosexual acts, mm. they who do such things are worthy of death, and not only they that do them, but they also that consent to them to do them. This is the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy condemning cross-dressing, saying, and Jess, you covered this in Jesus 911 today, a woman shall not be clothed with a man's apparel, neither shall, shall a man use woman's apparel, for he that doth these things is an abominable before God. And then, of course, Jesse, in 1179, the third uh, lateral council decreeing the following, anyone caught in the practice of sin against nature, on the account which the wrath of God was unleashed upon the children of disobedience. If he is a cleric, let him be demoted from his state and kept in reclusion in a monastery. That's a good idea to do penance. And if he's a layman, well, let him be excommunicated and kept rigorously distant from the communion of the faithful. And Jesse, Here, here, yeah, here's, the pro here's the problem with today's modern church. Yeah. When a cleric... Uh, does something against sins against nature they send him to they send him to saint luke's treatment center yeah. and, and there's no it's nothing but secular humanist darwinian maslow kinsey type treatment if i told you what i've discovered what they do to priests in there terry you would throw up oh, i, I, I won't even say it on radio yeah, you can't. What, what what they do they told, uh, yeah and jesse let's just be honest just last month in july the jesuits threw out rubnik one of their priests who was basically sodomizing sisters. And if this was implemented, the Council of, of uh, Lateran, Third Council in 1179, that man wouldn't be a priest today. But right now, he's still a Catholic priest in the church, and that's just plain wrong. He should not, uh, as a man that has uh, sodomized all those girls, be practicing the Catholic faith through his priesthood, because he could be abusing more women, and that's a, a sin of omission on our leadership in the church. Yeah, yeah, this article says what they used to do to priests that were yeah. sinned against nature, they were sent into a monastery for the rest of their life to do penance. Yes. That's what they should do that's instead of St. Luke's Treatment Center, six months, a year, they give them nothing but secular humanist, uh, yep. you know, uh, Marxist-type psychology. That's right. That's right. And then they say, oh, yeah, you're good. You're, yeah, he's good to go back to service after a year. And they let this monster out That's again. wrong. Instead of keeping him in the monastery for the rest of his life, you know, with sackcloth and ashes. Yep. Also something that, I, that most people have never heard of, I think it'll be interesting. The quote that you read from Deuteronomy yep. chapter 22, verse 5. Moses condemned cross-dressing. He yep. did. A woman shall not be clothed with a man's apparel, <laughs> mm -hmm. neither shall a man use woman's apparel, for he that doeth these things is abominable before God. What happened there? The, the Israelites were slaves, were prisoners under Egypt for 430 years oh, in God. Egypt proper. And so you start getting bad habits when you're a prisoner, when you're in jail for that long. You start following those that have you imprisoned, whatever bad habits they have. Right. While the Egyptians worshiped this transgender deity which is a demon actually and the demon was called shauska and that that demon the Good egyptian point. demon they had many demons uh many de de demon deities but this one particular egyptian deity would have the people the egyptians cross-dress as they would worship this demon statue called shauska wow. well when the when the israelites 
when they were liberated by Moses and they're going to the promised land, Moses had to write Deuteronomy to remind them because a lot of men were cross-dressing and same with women. And Moses had to remind them, knock it off. You're no longer in Egypt. You're no longer in front of that demon deity, Shauska. We worship the one true God. Men dress like men. Women dress like women. Men act like men. Women act like women. Well said, Jesse. This 1975, Pope Paul VI approved the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, a publication, and it made it great point. Uh, certain questions concerning sexual ethics. Point number eight. Read it. It's clear. The document states homosexual acts are intrinsically uh, uh, disordered and can in no case be approved. Father James Martin, you made a promise as a priest to teach and f- implement the deposit of faith. This is the deposit of faith. Out of charity, I call you to repent of that position that you say the Bible is not right and that we need to approve homosexual acts. You're wrong, and we love you enough to tell you that, and we ask you to repent, and we'll be praying prayers the rest of my life for people like that. (laughs) Yep. Terry, the current Holy See Mm -hmm. is doing everything they can (coughs) to undo that statement. I know. You just read. Everything. (coughs) Synods. Synodality, they're getting um, yep. keep they they keep elevating uh, pro <coughs> water went through the wrong pipe. Yep, they keep elevating pro LGBT bishops yes. and making them cardinals. Right. So that last statement that you read, yes. point number eight, yes, the current Holy See is doing everything to erase that from the magisterium. And what they want to do, you have the modernists today in charge. They're talking about. Pope Francis's magisterium, this new magisterium. And that, that makes no sense. There's there nothing go. like that. That, that yeah. undermines the deposit of faith, Amen. and that's why we need to pray for our leaders, especially at this time. It says, however, despite the Catholic Church's unchangeable yeah. and universal teaching that homosexual acts and the practice of cross-dressing are intrinsically evil and therefore can never be approved, supported, or endorsed, the Democrat Party has seen fit to ensure that self-professed LGBTQ plus individuals are not only accepted by, but forced upon all members of the community, including those who firmly object to homosexual acts. Given the full-fledged condemnations against the Nazi party, forbidding Catholics from joining among them under the penalty of being denied the sacraments, and the condemnation against the Communist Party, forbidding Catholics from joining among them under the penalty of being denied the sacraments, one must wonder how the Democrat Party can escape such condemnation, perhaps as the bishops continue to deliberate how to handle pro-abortion Catholic politicians in relation to Canon 915, they can consider what the church has done regarding other political parties that profess ideologies directly contrary to the faith. Well done, Michael Hitchborn. He did a great job, but I go back wow. to the same story. Wow. Follow the money. Unfortunately, Man. the Bishop's Conference's budget, much over 50% of their budget, comes from the Democratic Party. So why would they condemn them when that's where they're getting their funding? And I say this... Uh, Charitably, but I saw it on a YouTube video where one of the bishops said it. Gentlemen, remember, we can't come out with this statement because this is going to stop our funding. And what's more important, you know, the funding of our work, our, and I'll say it this way, he wouldn't say it this way, the salvation of souls. Well, I think we've got our priorities mixed up right now. We're not like a church 50, 60, 80 years ago. Things have changed, and we need to go back to the old school that says, number one, 
what canon law says, the salvation of souls is what we're all about, not funding. Terry, one of the things uh, that I remember, there was, I used to get a, a, a paper called The Wander years ago. I, I gotten, still get it. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's the oldest, the oldest Catholic is. paper yeah. in, in, in existence. Yep. But uh, they were always quoting one of the popes. I forget it can't who. Be Pius XI. It's on the front cover. Yeah. It can't be a, a communist and a Catholic. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been there for 150 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I, okay, I just Pius, pulled it up. What is it? Uh, yeah, but yeah, you got it. Pope Pius XI. Yeah. Uh, it says you can't be a Catholic and a, and a and a true socialist. Yeah, socialist. Well, socialists and communists are very close, thing. dude. No, well, Terry. Well, the the, the USSR Union of Soviet Socialist, socialist Republic. Republic. Yeah, there you Na- go. Nazi National uh, something so, uh, Socialist Party. Yeah. So yeah, both are socialist. Yeah, it's 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 right in their their, their label. Uh, Terry, well, I'll tell you one thing: as Catholics, um, all I can say is Saint Alphonsus Liguori, pray for us. Uh, I want to pray a quick prayer for Catholic priests, Terry. I just yeah. I'm just inspired to. Let's do. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's pray to Our Lady. Hail Mary, full of grace. Full of grace. The, Lord the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us and our priests now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The prayer of St. John Vianney. O Lord, grant us priests. O Lord, grant us holy priests. O Lord, grant us many holy priests. Lord, grant us many holy religious vocations. St. Alphonsus Maria de Ligori, pray for us. St. John Vianney, pray for us in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesse, well said. And remember, the path into the church is not acceptance. It's conversion. And this is what our leaders, in my humble opinion, have forgotten. We've got to repent and believe in the gospel. That's a theme that's very biblical, and we need to go back to those biblical roots. That's my take, Jess. Yes, and I just want to uh, just mention that as Catholics, um, as unpopular as it may be, Terry, we have to speak truth to power, Oh yeah, and we have to do it fearlessly. Remember, uh, Mark 5.36, do not be afraid, only believe. And I will confirm that and say never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth like we just did today. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. That's what we're doing. Jess Romero, what state should we be living in, brother? Last time I checked, my uh, GPS, my <laughs> God, my God, uh, uh, it, it says live in a state of sanctifying grace, you don't live it. in a state of mortal sin. And uh, become holy or die trying, Terry. Amen. And don't forget, we always say, pray for the sinners. Remember Our Lady of Fatima said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Whether it's the Pope, the bishops, priests, every, we pray for everyone. Why? Because we're all sinners. Last time I looked, original sin is alive and well. So let's pray for our leaders that they will bring back the apostolic teachings of the church. God bless you and your family.